This show is brought to you by Safety FM. Welcome to Unapologetically Bold, I'm Not Sorry For. If you are a person that is tired of apologizing for being you, you know, the human part of you that sometimes feels like it has to be different at home versus work versus play, the human side that just wants to be hot, humble, open, and transparent about your wants, desires, and uniqueness. If you answered yes, this is for you. Join me, Emily Elrod, as I dive into conversations with amazing guests about what they are not sorry for in creative and loving ways. Let's get started. And I am so pumped today to have, (laughs) this woman is like, oh, we're so connected at heart. I just love her. And we've not even met in person, but like, if you only knew the heart connection we have, Mm-hmm. Miss Trey Joyner, thank you so much for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm very honored. Oh, she is such a blessing. So you will get this. If y'all know me, you know I got energy. But together, like she just fuels my fire and just like brings it to another level. So if I am on a whole nother level on this one, it's <laughs> because the company I'm in. So um, I'm actually going to introduce you. Um, so I met you um, through a project I was doing for um, the for Allison and um, the Jennifer uh, Claire Moore Foundation. Mm-hmm. And I know that you had spoke to them. And whenever I met you, I just got the initial just feeling of like how awesome you are just on straight out, just personality wise, how wise you are beyond your years. And just your impact that you have for people. That was just my quick. And then I learned that you have a background in dietetics. Like you, you are just this, it's like every time I talk, like there's so much more unpacked from you. So that's my quick little synopsis of who this, and it's just so tiny because this woman is so amazing. Um, But anything else to add, Trey, anything that you would like the audience to know about you? Um, So I am me. That's how I look at it. Uh, I am a retired executive chef after over 26 years of being in the culinary field. Um, And so I, during that time, I also learned how to be a virtual assistant to high-end clientele. And I've always been like a go-getter, a a for, you know, thinking type of woman. And uh, so last year I retired out and I started an online business with a broken laptop, some Wi-Fi and a determined mind. Um, And that's that's, you know, I started uh, with as a executive virtual assistant. And then now I call myself an executive facilitator because I do more than just the average assistant does, right? Mm-hmm. I am the person who, when people need ideas and they can't come up with them, they come to me. I am a copywriter. So when people need emails written, I write them. But one of the biggest things I do is I make sure I encourage them and let them know, listen, you are worth more than what you're putting out. Like, So we got things to do. And so mm-hmm. one of the biggest things I always see is what we doing. Mm-hmm. That's because yep. I want to know what we doing so we can move forward, so we can go forward and be more and do more. And so 
Um, I do that for everybody else. But now this year, 2021 is my year of bold Mm -hmm. and of me doing it for myself. I love that. And I think that beautifully transitions into what you're not sorry for. So what are you no longer apologizing for? Oh, putting me first. Oh, my God. I am such a people pleaser or was former. That's what we're going to call it. Recovering daily, right? (laughs) (laughs) Former people pleaser. Like, and it's because, you know, we get so used to being serving Mm -hmm. and you taught certain things. And not realizing you can't pour from an empty cup. You hear that on, you can't pour from an empty cup. Yeah, but what does that really mean, right? Mm -hmm. If you're the person everybody depends on, if you're the strong friend or family member, if you're the person that something happens, they can count on you. So then it comes to, well, who can you count on? Mm -hmm. Who can you call? Who can you go to? And so I can't say that I don't have anybody because I've been very, very blessed. But at the same time, I limit what I ask for. And sometimes it's as simple as I just need an encouraging word. Mm -hmm. I just need a hug. I just need somebody to say something sweet to me because all I do is pour into other people. But I need to be fed as well. And there is nothing wrong with that. That is so powerful and so true. And what I found, too, is people that pour into so many people constantly that sometimes we have this thing where we, in essence, we forget about ourselves. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. and what I found, and this is my personal experience, and you may have it, too, that our minds are our worst enemies. And so it can it won't shut up at times. And so we got to reset it and and deal with it. But we need those people. We need those people to pour into us just as much as, especially whenever it's expectation that you walk in the room and you're going to be the shining light. And here's the thing too, that we have to realize when God made the earth, right? When he made each animal, he did it two by two. And so when he created Adam, He didn't want Adam to be alone, so he created Eve, right? Mm -hmm. So then he said, go and be fruitful and multiply. And so we have this thing, oh, I don't need nobody. I don't want nobody. Lies, you tell. (laughs) (laughs) Lies, you tell. Lies, you tell yourself. And it's also because we're so busy thinking about the opinion of somebody else. Mm -hmm. What is somebody else going to think of me if I say something? But if you don't say anything, how can you get the help? Or how can you network or how can you be of service if you don't open your mouth? As they say, closed mouths don't get fed. Mm -hmm. And so we have to stop being so quick to answer to people, but not asking of people. Oh, I love that. Um, That's what somebody said the other day. It says, uh, instead of being quick to saying yes, be quick to say no and defend your yes. And I'm like, ooh, I like that um, because that's what I don't do. Like I, if somebody asks, yes, I'll do it. I'll do it. Like I want to serve people. But then the more I have said yes to things, I need to make sure that it matches up what's for me, what's mm. in my priorities. And we talked about this a little bit before the show that for me, my priority shift came whenever I about died. Um, and in that aspect, like I got this 
at first it was like, God, why did you give this to me? But now looking back on it, it was the greatest gift because I got this rude awakening so young that it can be taken away from me any minute, even if I'm the healthiest person around. Right. it, It can be taken away. And the power that we have in in setting our priorities in our energy management. Mm. So So I'm actually going through that right now. Um, So I can start back. So in December the 8th, 2015, I was hit by a cement truck and it impacted my legs. And so even though I've always had weight on me, I could run circles around people like 18 hour days nothing go cater here got it go work over here got it it was nothing to me I was always on the go always running always you know getting it done and then I had to literally go to therapy four or five days a week and then I had just gotten um accepted to go to Food Network and so I was determined. I said, I don't care what I have to do. I'm going. One thing about me is I am super resilient. Like, I want something. I'm going to go for it. And so I went to therapy. My therapist was amazing. And even the morning of my flight from, uh, I flew from uh, Birmingham to Atlanta to Texas to California. Like, the flight's long, right? Mm-hmm. Legs hurting, but I was determined. They gave me cold therapy that morning. They came in early to take care of me, right? And you have to realize when you give off good energy, good energy comes back to you, you mm-hmm. know? So even in the midst of that, so when I got to, um, I did Cutthroat Kitchen. When I got there, they rerouted that I didn't have to go up the stairs or anything. Because I asked, I opened my mouth and I asked and I went, had a good time, had a ball or whatnot, but that impacted my career. So Mm -hmm. it also impacted me mentally where Mm -hmm. I didn't feel like I was enough anymore because Mm -hmm. I couldn't do what I was used to doing, not realizing you should have had systems in place. You needed more staff. I was growing exponentially like. Oh, but what can I do now? I can't do anything but focus on the now, but I didn't do that. So what a lot of times what we do is we'll focus on the past. Mm-hmm. And that's where anxiety come from. Yep. And depression come from. And what I could have, what I should have, what I did, all that. Uh-huh. Right? So now fast forward to 2021, I have all of the things dealing with congestive heart failure. So now I have to not go into the woe is me wallow moment. I have to think, okay, Trey, what are you going to do to focus and get out of that? Mm -hmm. Right? Put me first. That means there's certain clients I'm going to have to let go. There's certain foods I'm going to have to let go. There's certain things that I allow myself to just rewind in my mind and let it go because it's not worth the stress of my heart. Mm. You know what so, I'm powerful. so powerful. And I think it, it makes me think too of how many people, what I say is saying, stay in the insanity curse 
They do the same thing over and over and over again and expect a different result. And here's the thing is with insanity curse, you don't actually have to think about the past. Just think about whenever you get to that moment and like, oh, crap, I'm here again. Do something. Like, And you know what, though? Em, you brought up a really good point. But if it keeps coming back, that means you ain't learned the lesson yet. Once you learn the doggone lesson, it ain't going to come back. Uh I didn't catch that till maybe year before last. Right? Yep. I would always, ooh, why does this keep happening? This pattern. It was a certain pattern that kept going on in my life over and over and again for 18 years. That's not what you want to do with your life. Okay, whisper. Don't do that. (laughs) And I finally, it clicked. I'm like, what the hoot nanny am I doing? Mm-hmm. Why am I even, why do I care? Mm-hmm. Why do I care? And when I broke it, I haven't seen that come up again. Oh, I love it. It makes me think of uh, actually a good friend that you introduced me to, June. And what he <laughs> said is he's like, you got to pass the test. He goes, and then your test turns into a testimony. Come on and- now. But so many people don't pass the test and it doesn't matter that you have to have all A's in it. It's just that you just got to pass the test. You can even pass it with a D. Come on. But just tell tell somebody about what you're going through, because I think one thing that I see too many people fall short. And this is the reason I love you for your authenticity. And what I tell people is like, well, we don't know how to be authentic. It's when your ego is out of it. Oh, it's, it's, it's gone. And you get to walk up. The people in the back. No, amen, amen, right? <laughs> and, and that's the thing is is the power, what I have found is whenever you walk out in your ego and it's about you, your message will never come through. It will just look like a mess. But whenever you step back and you get to talk about how you want this to learn, and this is what I love, again, what I love about you is that you're not just saying this for just to talk. You're saying this for the next generation to hear and for the people that come before you to never walk in these shoes, to learn from the things that you've went through because it took you 41 years to put yourself first. It did. And you have to take accountability for it. Mm-hmm. Like we don't want to take account. We want to blame everything. We want to blame our childhood. We want to blame our parents. We want to blame, you know, life circumstances. Oh, but I, I wrote this in a, in a post. Problems have no bias. Does not matter. Mm-hmm. Your color does not matter. Your background does not matter. Your age does not matter. Your upbringing problems are going to come. It is how you deal with them. It is what you tell yourself. We have the the innate ability of giving a whole scenario in our mind before it even happens, mm-hmm. and you're like freaking yourself out. I, okay, here we go. Confession. Confession. <laughs> transparent moment so fig found out knowing what's what's going on with me right mm-hmm. and i did the most not so smart thing i'm not gonna call myself stupid mm-hmm. it was the not so smart thing i literally planned my funeral in my head mm-hmm. because in my head i'm like i'm gone i'm out of here and then it literally it was it was like god literally i know it was god so that's what we doing. <laughs> oh, and he will talk to you in your language. I, I, I need people to understand that God will talk to you in your language and how you talk for you to get it right. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm that girl. I, I talk this way, right? 
And he was like, so that's what we doing? So so we just going to give up? So we're not going to, we're not going to take the tools that you already know what to do to conquer this? So we're not going to write this down and make it plain? So we're not going to share this with other people so they can come out of this? Oh, you selfish. Mm -hmm. Powerful. I was like, okay, God, I'm sorry. (laughs) But it's so true, though, is that that's that's the other part that I love that you talk about how it's selfish. It is literally selfish to not put yourself first. It is literally selfish not to tell your stories. Of course, we got to understand you may not be ready. You have to be emotionally ready oh, yeah. for it. Oh, yeah. But but still on that aspect, you're not sharing it with the next generation. You're not sharing with it. Again, you didn't go through the test to not be a testimony, mm-hmm. you know. And I think that is something that is so powerful that many people miss out. And I think. Two, for me, it's helped me to be unapologetically bold. Mm. When I started to to walk it out, to understand that, okay, what I first thought was a weakness is now a strength. And now I'm called confident in rooms that I didn't even feel like I was confident in in the first place. You know, but it's because I know me and I know what my gifts are from a lot from the hell that I went through. And what the about thing you? about you, Emily, is you have a natural aura about you that make people comfortable so they can just be themselves around you. I call you my ray of sunshine. You know what I'm saying? Because from the first time we had our in- initial conversation, you would have thought we known each other 30 years. <laughs> like that's just but that's that's who you are to your mm-hmm. core. Mm-hmm. And it you don't have to put a put a, a show on you don't have to put airs on you are just you and so that opens up people to where they're like you know what I can be me too mm-hmm. and that that's a that's a that's a beautiful skill to have well, that's a beautiful you. skill to have because a lot of people don't have it don't and, have and, and I think the thing too though is is people are listening to this and and I am I'm blessed for your kindness and your words. I'm a words of affirmation girl, so I'm loving this um, on top of it. But the thing is, is that I would never be here where I am today if it wasn't through the junk that I went through. And people think that this life is and, and I guess that's my my important thing. And, I, and that's why I love that you're talking about this, because it took me so long. It literally took me about dying to learn to love myself. To put myself first, to learn that I have to love myself to love others. Um, And it was my son's name is Jaden for a reason. It's Jaden Lee, but it's uh, because he rebuilt the walls of Jerusalem. Mm. That's what I say that Jay Lee, he rebuilt my life for the better. And if it was not for him, I doubt I would be here because I had to have that mess that I thought at the beginning that I did not want. I called him an alien. I was not connected with him until I saw him the first time. And I'm like, okay, this is what love is. This is what I need to do for me. And it, and it's at that point, and that's what I hope that the listeners get, is I don't want them to get to these life and death situations. Yes, I, and that's the, that part. Wisdom is learning from someone else's mistakes. Seriously. Mm-hmm. You know, we, we go through things or whatnot, but... I I cherish my daughter because I I look at her and I I tell people I'd either be in prison or dead if it was not for her. Mm -hmm. You know, if if I did not have her, God knew to give me my daughter. 
But now my daughter is grown. She's 20 now. You know, she's in her own apartment. She's focused on her goals and things. And so she's my only child. And it's like, now she's like, Ma, so what you going to do for yourself? Mm-hmm. So so where do you want to move? Where do you want to be? What do you want for you? Like, I'm going to be all right. You, you know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. I'm going to be all right. But I need you to take care of you. And so now it's, I'm literally like, okay, wait. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have to, I don't have to do, oh, wait. And a lot of empty nesters mm-hmm. go through this, mm-hmm. whether married or single, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm dealing with emptiness syndrome, mm-hmm. a, a medical condition. Building a new business, um, having to literally start over. Is it really starting over though, Em? Or is mm-hmm. it starting in a better place because I've, of what I've been through? And I, you know, words, like you say, words of affirmation, words are powerful. Mm-hmm. So maybe I need to switch my words up. Yeah, I could see that. Because that's the thing <laughs> is that you're not starting over. If anything, you're starting better because you're you're already ahead of the game Um, because you know the lessons, you know what has came at you and you're prepared for more now than ever. You know what? You're right. You're absolutely right. And it's and it's so weird when I tell somebody no now. It is weird, but it's like it's, it's just like any muscle. You keep working at it. You'll get used to it. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep, yep. Um, <laughs> and it's the truth. God, I love every bit of this, and I know the listeners. Y'all have to. Um, if anything, like th- I know this is. If anything, this is for me. Sorry if y'all don't get anything because it's filling my own cup. Um, but okay, so there are people that apologize for start putting themselves first. They they started out, and then they it's like then they hit this first. Especially people pleasers, they fit, they hit this first road bump, and it makes me think of my family. Um, mm. I ended up, I'm like, my thing's being hot, humble, open, and transparent. And so my thing, I was open with them about how some relationships were not serving me. So I'm going to create distance with it, man. You would have think I had like blown up the whole freaking family dynamic. But for me, it was, I, I can't stand the gossip. I can't come on. Like, I I don't want to be around that. And I know from a physiological aspect, too, our sphere of influence, who we are around, will impact who we are. If we're around non-broke people, we're going to be the 10th one. If we're around non-victims, we're going to be the 10th one. And that's the thing that I was tired of being with people that were blaming and victim mentality that I know too many people like you. You step out in your greatness, even though things may have been not perfectly easy peasy. I don't think anybody's has been easy peasy. Um. But still, there, there's been a lot of things that have came at us, but we we appreciate it, yes. but we're resilient from it instead of letting it hold us back. So talk to me about that. Like, have you had any experience or how do you walk through or navigate through this, especially with your sphere of influence or people that just don't serve you anymore? So it can get lonely because I have... Honestly, majority of the people that had been in my life for years and years and years are no longer. Mm-hmm. Um, some of it is because of me. Mm-hmm. 
some of it is because of them. And so that's the other hard conversation that we sometimes need to really be honest about. Like some relationships dissolve because of you. Quit always saying, well, that is because of them. It didn't. Mm -hmm. No, it was because of me because at one point in time, I was a woe is me. At one point in time, I was the broke one. At one point in time, I was the only, always the one that was just going through, going through, going through, right? And so I had to like literally take a step back from everybody. And when I say everybody, I mean, literally, I went ghost. Mm -hmm. I went ghost and people took it offensively. And I'm like, this has nothing to do with you. This is me trying to self-develop and grow and become a better me and forgiveness and moving forward and understand that I'm not who I was. Mm -hmm. And you keep trying to bring up the old me. I'm not her no more. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's okay. Let me tell you a little story. So when I was 23, my brother was murdered. Okay. My only brother, one sibling that I grew up with, all right? And I was a protector, and I had this, I was like, I'm going to just go handle the person that did it and, and turn myself in. You ain't got to go find me. I'm going to just turn myself in. Like, that's <laughs> where my mom was at, right? And so my daughter was two years old at the time. She pulled on my shirt. And she looked at me and she said, mama, don't leave me. Now, mind you, my baby don't know what I'm thinking, okay? Mm -hmm. But she says, mama, please don't leave me. So then my, my family, like we went through Katrina. We, you know, lost. It was just like a, it was just like boom, 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 boom. We got hit, 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 hit. In 20... 17, we were supposed to go to parole. And what people have to understand is like, if you have a family member that has been murdered, you continue to go to court because mm -hmm. of parole, right? Mm -hmm. So we go to the parole hearing. My family, they they say I'm the, uh, <clears throat> let's just say I, I don't play. I'm going to just leave it mm -hmm. like that, right? But I went in there and I told them, I said, let them go. I forgive him. My dad looked at me like, hold up, who are you and what have you done to my child? And I'm like, I want to be free. Mm -hmm. I want to be free of this, right? So I, I go, he didn't get it. And so last year he was up for parole again, two years later. Well, when he, I, I told his mother directly, I said, I forgive him, right? And then my dad follows suit and then my mom follows suit. So all three of us were in agreement. Forgive, let him go, right? I was going to go to the next parole hearing and then I said, why? Why do I need to go when I've done what I needed to do? I don't need to continue this cycle of continuously going to the courtroom when I've already done my part. So I say all of this to say, when you've already done your part, when you've already done the work, when you have truly let go, you don't have to keep revisiting it. You can move forward. 
Mm. That was putting me first. Putting yourself first is so important. But if you keep putting yourself first and then asking why me when everything goes wrong, you're just going to stay in that past. Mm-hmm. As Trey said, it is important, is beyond important to understand, like, you only have here now. You can't do anything with it mm-hmm. uh, in the past. Um, but, and it's and it, it's the thing is that we forgive, but we don't forget. It's not that motion of it. We, we've learned from it. And so, oh, Trey, I know we're rounding out at our end of our time. Oh, yeah, uh, yeah. We can't, girl, we could go part two. Like I told you, y'all, I love this woman. I could talk today. <laughs> so two part final question. First part, mm-hmm. people are apologizing for putting themselves first. What would you tell them? Stop it. You matter. You are enough. You are beautiful. You are handsome. You are loved. You are cherished and you are handcrafted by God. So if you were handcrafted by God, why do we sit there and not put ourselves first? If we can't take care of ourselves, we can't take care of anybody else. Mm. Ah, so powerful and second part of that uh people are loving what you're saying and they just want to connect with you more how could they find you or reach out so i'm not on social media much but you can still catch me um my instagram is trenice right so it's t-r-a-n-e-c-e-w-r-i-t-e-s trenice writes that's my Instagram and my Facebook is Trey Joyner, my name, T-R-E-J-O-I-N-E-R. Um, very easy to find. I, I'm just, I'm so, M, thank you for this. I am honored to have done this with you. You are definitely unapologetically bold. And this has been an amazing experience. And thank you for choosing me to come onto your podcast. I am eternally grateful. Oh, well, thank you for being you. And thank you for all that have listened in. I hope you all have an amazing and blessed day. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of Unapologetically Bold. I'm not sorry for. If this touched you in any way, please like and subscribe and share with your friends as we continue the message of being unapologetically bold by being hot humans who are humble, open, and transparent. See you next time.